Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Welcome into the Loca Cola studio. No, the PHNX studios. Here, it's another edition of the PHNX Sun Show. I'm your host, Espo, alongside Saul and Gerald. Gentlemen, how are you on this fine Friday? I'm a little peeved. Are you? Why is that? I'm a little irritated because the WNBA, I mean, what are we doing here? They had a three-point contest in skills and competition. It's in the middle of a Friday afternoon. Like, it's not peak watching time. Not as, at least not here in Arizona, and you not certainly 2 PM, not two p.m. on a Friday cer- isn't peak viewing. <laughs> certainly not in Vegas. Like I just don't understand the decisions that this league makes from time to time. I just don't get it. They wonder why sometimes their viewership it, it can take a, a hit from time to time. This is a good reason why. Like this is a this is supposed to display the the skills of a lot of these athletes. And you just swept them under the rug like a like like they were worthless. I just fucking hate that so much. And then on top of that, like <clears throat> if you followed any of the WNBA players getting tickets for families or getting tickets for friends or whatever, has been like pulling teeth. Uh, I heard NBA stars that wanted to attend the event had to pay for their own tickets, which I'm like, you're trying to bring more eyeballs to your event. Why are you making this more difficult than it needs to be? I just hate the entire thing that I saw today. I wish it was, they deserve better. They deserve a better opportunity to get their game in front of more people. And I just am really despondent about that. I hate it. It was one of the best three point shooting, shooting performances I've ever seen. And nobody saw it. And I don't know if it's the league or if it's ESPN Uh, That was like, no, 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 it's got to be earlier because we've got all this other programming. But let me say this very clearly. The Suns Summer League team plays tonight on ESPN, and I couldn't give two shits about that game where I would much rather see the WNBA have their three-point shootout in primetime. Like, you're right. They get in their own way constantly in being able to promote this league. And I think the NBA has to do better to support them, even if it's going to their partner ESPN and saying, hey, how about we not show this summer league game and show the best in the women's game? I mean, I'd rather watch both of those things, to be honest with you. Like, they shouldn't be on the same day. We have dual screens. I'm not saying they can't show. But, hey, Put the put the Suns summer league game on ESPN News and give the three point shootout and skills competition some love in prime time on on ESPN proper. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I just it, it's unfortunate, and like you said, I don't know whether this is more on the WNBA's side of things in terms of where the fault lies or on ESPN's. But it would be night like we literally a lot of people missed a record breaking performance by Sabrina Ionescu, and that's she unfortunate. Two, two shots. Yeah, she two. missed it's insane. Two shots. It's insane. You, In the entire final round. Absurd. Absurd. Yeah, it was nuts. You know what is going to be easy to see hmm. this next year, though? What? Phoenix Suns games. Because the Phoenix Suns officially uh, wound up announcing their new television partnership. Uh, John Orrand of Sports Business Journal, the czar of sports media coverage, said, quote, The Suns TV rights with gray television now is official. According to the team, Diamond Sports opted not to match the deal. And what does this mean for the fans? It's simple. 70 games, the non-national televised games, will be on Local, free, over-the-air television on Channel 3, Arizona Family, 
or Arizona Family Sports, was his channel 44 over the air. So now over 2.8 million people are going to have access to watch Suns games without the need of cable. I think this is huge. It's it's really huge. It's also huge because uh, now I get to drive to Gerald's house to make sure that he understands how to use a digital antenna. I knew how to <laughs> so use it. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> it, just, it didn't seem like he did last time, buddy. Oh, uh, <laughs> but... I, again, I this is a genius move. Like a lot of people don't understand because a lot of you guys are under the age of 25 um, and didn't grow up in an era where we did get free TV and we did get free games on Channel 45 and and all you had to do was just turn on the channel and watch it. Um, and then basically after that 93 season is where it all kind of started to go a little wonky. Uh, pay, the the Suns put some games on pay per view. Um, got the playoff it, games. They got yeah playoff games like, and it just it started to get restricted, and so I felt like we lost a little bit of that Suns fan that that was raised in the valley, and they opted for the more you know the more consumable games that they would get on like maybe ESPN a lot more, and so um, I am so happy that we're opening this back up to more of the state, more of the valley, more kids, more more people getting involved in Suns basketball getting to watch those games. It's a home run. It's a home run. And the only people that stood in the way in it are those fucks at Diamond Sports who couldn't get out of their own way. It, that was such a dick move, by the way. They had no interest from the very start to try and match that offer. They just wanted to They just wanted to put their name back out there to be like, hey, hey, hey you can't just run all over us. Fuck off. Get out of here. You're worthless. The whole organization is worthless. Not the people at Bally Sports Arizona. Let me be clear. But Diamond Sports Group is probably the biggest piece of shit sports organization of all time. They have run that entire company to the ground. I saw it firsthand. I'll continue to speak about it because those people down there can't speak for it because they still are employed by them. So I'm going to say it for them. Fuck them. They never deserved to be at the table in the first place. They never had a chance to, to, to own all this stuff that we really revere in terms of sports coverage. They had no business being in this game in the first place. And I'm glad that they're starting to get dismissed off to the side. I hope they lose the D-backs deal too because fuck them. I really wish, I really hope that the people at Bally Sports Arizona get, get what they deserve in terms of, you know, they're good people. They bust their ass. They do things the right way. They don't deserve to get run through the mill like this company is doing to them right now. And they closed down San Diego. The Padres are no more. They're run by MLB. I don't know what's going to happen on the D-back side with them. I hope they get to keep them just for their sake. But if they don't, okay. But in terms of the Suns, I'm glad that this move has happened because that organization has no reason to be at the table. They're absolutely worthless. And the world's shittiest app. By the way, for those of you asking about the streaming aspect of this, I did inquire about it. Uh, it sounds as if there are negotiations about getting this on YouTube TV, DirecTV Stream, DirecTV Proper, all these, Channel 44, the Arizona Sports family. They're working on that. I think if you're out of market, though, you're still going to have to go with League Pass, and the Suns may also offer a, uh, a streaming, or they will offer a streaming option for in the state, but you're gonna have to pay a fee to be able to watch those games. So I just want to say, I, just to be clear, I want to make sure that everybody understands what I'm saying. <laughs> Not the people at Bally Sports Arizona; they have no choice who their ownership group is, mm -hmm. and they. I've worked alongside those people, and they're tremendous individuals that bust their ass 18 hours a day to try and provide a broadcast that is top level. I'm not talking about those individuals. So I just want to be clear. I'm talking about the overlords that absolutely <laughs> suck ass that are in charge of said organizations. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot to add to that. He went full like Samuel L. Yes, they deserve to die. I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> Can't follow up a rant like Sorry, that. Sorry, I, I really no, thought was... that, you know, I said I wanted to rant off the top with the WNB. I did not realize some true feelings were going to start to arise when we started talking so, about it. It just came out. I, I saw Denzel on Man on Fire. I wish you had more time, and then he blows them up. <laughs> it was fantastic. Matt Ishby had a few things to say about this new deal, though, and we have the quote here. He said, I'm excited to be able to deliver to our Suns and Mercury fans this industry-shifting partnership with Gray Television. We've had an incredible offseason, making a lot of exciting moves to build the championship-caliber cal Suns team our fans want. 
Uh, and now they all get to see that on a regular basis. Saul brought it up. But for me, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be a Suns fan if it weren't for over-the-air broadcasts. I did not have cable television growing up. It was not an option for me to watch the old ASPN, uh, you know, cable games on Channel 9 or whatever it was. I had to watch Channel 45 and the simulcast with Al McCoy and, and Cotton Fitzsimmons when I started watching. Uh, and that was the only way I'd see the Suns. Yeah. I, and I only got to go to like one game a year. So I was lucky if I ever saw a home game. But I got to see the road games on Channel 45. And that was because they were free. And that in and of itself made me a lifelong fan. Made me want to be sitting in this seat and getting experience that. And it's I'm excited that there is a new generation of Suns fans that this is going to be opened up to. Uh, you know, there are there are Hispanic fans that are going to get to see these. There's there's people in the outskirts, you know, of cities that are now going to see Suns games that wouldn't have otherwise. You know, there's all sorts of new opportunities for this game and the love of this team to grow in this state. And that excites me immensely because this could be the most exciting sun season we've ever seen. And now everybody's going to have a chance to watch it. Yeah. I think one of the things that we, we, some of us probably take advantage of and don't really acknowledge is the fact that cable prices have gotten significantly more expensive. Um, even streaming uh, apps have gotten more expensive. You know, what, what used to be thirty nine ninety nine for YouTube TV is now double that. Um, and so there's, there's a, there's a cost associated with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like they, they priced the, the lower income families out of the opportunity to be able to watch a lot of these games. Cause some of these, some of these families have to make a choice, you know, and the choice is I got to keep the lights on and the electricity on. Like mm -hmm. that's what it is. I, I can't afford cable this month or I can't afford these streaming services cause we're, we're barely making ends meet. And now and, and that enjoyment of watching your favorite team play, you know, like they, they, they lost out on that. And now they get that back. They get that back in their life. In any way you can improve anybody's life by just a small little window of enjoyment, even if it's just for two hours, is absolutely worth it. And a tremendous job by Matt Ishbia and company. And Gerald, if your family in New Mexico gets a strong enough uh, <laughs> digital antenna, I think they can watch too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, antenna. <laughs> no, but it, it is exciting. Nearly 3 million homes that are going to be able to have access to this now. We know that this is a son's town, and this is Ishbia delivering on his promise from his opening presser about getting the community involved and being a part of the community. Part of that is having access to these games and being able to raise a whole new generation of kids that live here to be Suns fans because we know how many transplants from other colder cities come here and they bring their fandoms with them. Well, now maybe their kids are going to turn on the television and be able to watch Suns games religiously and fall in love with a team that has Devin Booker, that has Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Frank Vogel, all these faces. So that's, that's incredibly exciting because now it's just going to strengthen the fandom of a town that is already a son's town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think with New Jersey's coming out too, I think they're going to make a boatload of money off of, mm -hmm. off of merch as well. So I love, I, I love that. Let's talk about another rumor that's out there. Uh, friend of the program, son's uniform tracker, a, a guy that does some great uh, uniform stuff said yesterday on Twitter, hearing footprint is out as the arena naming sponsor. I dug into this, and and from what I'm hearing, it's not true. Maybe down the line, but right now they are not out as the uh, as the naming sponsor. So that's uh, that's one thing that kind of had been floating around Suns Twitter. But I got a couple Suns stories with partners. You guys want to? Well, I was I was actually also confused because uh, Footprint did reach out to me because they've heard about my feet. Oh, and God. um I, so they're I, naming their name so, right so we, we had some images done and then i heard this news and i was like what are, what was that for so <laughs> dear lord i thought you were queuing emma up to show us some images of your feet <laughs> no. with the footprint logo <laughs> now on. in hindsight logo. damn i should have done that <laughs> it's God. just a picture of my foot they on the arena foot. <laughs> you think i would allow that on our site i would hope not uh <laughs> selfishly some of the people in the chat were like i want to hear more Espo stores, you got anything about partnerships? So, mm. uh, 
Should I? Are yeah, you yeah. guys interested in? You've already right. built it up for a minute. So, Do it. So the first one. Remember when Frank Johnson got fired? Yes. Do you ever hear why he actually got fired? No. Frank Johnson slept with the wife of one of the sponsors of, of the Phoenix Suns. I, I believe it was a home builder in town who used to uh, maybe even sponsor the three-point mix. The irony so. of being a home wrecker for a home building <laughs> partnership. Oh, so, my God. So that was one of my favorite partnership no. stories. That was prior to my time, but I found out. When I got in the building, I can be honest. So. Out of all the words I was expecting to come out of your mouth, that was not. I did not I expect that either. Uh, also, like, <laughs> damn, I gotta go back and listen to some of those games so I can know who that home builder is. Fourth quarter, Frank, baby. Oh my uh, God, I got a couple more. Uh, there, so there's another one. Uh, do you remember when Sean Marion used to do commercials for the room store? Okay. Oh, okay. Please don't tell me he. Did something <laughs> no, no. To the room stores. <laughs> the, oh, no. This one's more. This one's more wholesome. Okay. So they said to him, I, "I don't remember the number, but it was like it was a six-figure number. We can pay you the six-figure number for for being in our ads, or we will give you free furniture for life." Mm. What do you think, Sean Marion took? Free furniture. For he life. took free furniture for life. Smart man. As a, well, smart until that company goes out of business, no. which they did a handful of years no, ago. So Sean Marion no longer getting free furniture, mm. but he made that deal. And then my favorite one from my time uh, there. So we had the the Arizona milk milk producers. All right, okay. uh, and they were there, and they were a sponsor, mm. and they were they were doing the growth charts. Marchin Gortat, or, or or I think it was Marchin Gortat. It may have been Grant Hill was on. The poster and on the website, we had all the all the things listed, right? Uh, all the promotions, and for multiple months, it said the Arizona Milf producers oh, no. as the sponsor. <laughs> Somebody had either on purpose or accidentally. My belief is on purpose. Yeah. Had mistyped it I as mean, the Arizona MILF producers. Have you ever looked around Arizona? They ain't wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> I just was like, that one always I, stuck, stuck out for my time. Because, uh, <laughs> because when we found that, we were like, oh, I guess we should change that on the website. Oh, man. So those are my, uh, my stories about uh, partners. MILF. So I don't think it's on purpose. The F and the K are not even close to each other on the keyboard. I've always had my suspicions that it is not. Uh, it, it is. It was never. No, I don't. It think was so. never a mistake. <laughs> it was done purposefully. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe the Arizona Milf producers will be the next arena sponsor. There, uh, you know who's one of our sponsors, and you can't spell anything inappropriate with their name. Four Peaks. <laughs> Just keep going. Are you sure about that? Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Pause. Uh, Four Peaks is my favorite local brewery, and I know it's milks, ours too. Two. Oh my god! Uh, can we cut Saul's bike off so I can tell you oh, no. about our friends over at Four Peaks, the best local beer that you can get? Um, some of my favorites: the Tea Shot, the Wild Wheat. Uh, they the, the IPAs as they have there. Everything uh, is is damn good o- over there, and uh, they've got some of the best craft beers uh, again at help. Chase Field. <laughs> uh, yeah, you totally threw me off. Thanks a lot, Saul. You threw yourself off. When Saul and inappropriate things come together, <laughs> you challenged right? us. You said, you said, "Oh, you can't really make fun of this one." Do you huh? Fine. Four <laughs> piece. Go get yourself some beer. Get yourself some chicken chicken tendies at the HP Pub, and make sure to follow them at Four Peaks Brew. Or go to fourpeaks.com slash events to stay up to date on everything. Four Peaks, our sales guy, uh, Max, is just saying, you know, when, when, when my co-hosts throw some shade at me, you know what I like to wear? Shady Rays. The best sunglasses uh, in the business. Uh, they're built to last. And you know what? Right now, if you use the code PHNX, you're going to get 50% off two pairs or more. That's 50% off two pairs or more when you use the promo code PHNX. And they've got the best, and I mean the best, warranty in the business. Lost, stolen, 
broken. They're going to take care of you. That's what Shady Rays does. I love them. Uh, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code PHNX for 50% off. Two pairs or more of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250 people, and I'm sure some of those are MILFs as well. Uh, let's, let's hop into it. One of the big topics of conversation today on social media surrounding the Suns is campaign. Oh, yeah. Campaign. Uh, you know, there was a rumor that maybe he was going to be traded for TJ McConnell. We shot that down, as did Gambo as well. But campaign dropped a tweet on us today a few minutes before the show started that just said, well, let's get to it with a 100% emoji. He also followed that up with a Mikhail eyeball emoji at Mikhail Bridges. Ooh, so, so we saying Brooklyn? We might be saying Brooklyn. Is, is he going to, next he's going to be like, hey, Devon Wade, can you get me a house in Brooklyn? Like, is that the next tweet? So, so uh, who's in Brooklyn? Let's take right. a look, huh? So who's Cam in Johnson. Brooklyn for yeah, around wait, that I was gonna amount? Say. <laughs> like, Not a whole lot. Um, look, this could be... I mean, think about it. It's probably let's, a three-team trade if it was going to be one. Let's connect the dots here. Mm -hmm. Bull Bull. They've been talking about signing him. For some reason, there's been a delay. Mm. You have 15 guys on the roster right now. Could this be some kind of move where somebody takes Cam in? Uh, like, does Brooklyn have cap space to do this and the Suns get a, a second-round pick from somebody? and or they Or Brooklyn sends somebody for cap space? Like, I feel like this may be where we're headed. Like, I would not act as if this is going to bring in some other major piece for the Suns, is, is my thinking here. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a hell of a roll of the dice on Jordan Goodwin, I'll be honest, if they're going to trade yeah, campaign just for sense. nothing. Um, I, I would assume probably like second round picks or something, if that were the case. I'm trying to load uh, the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets cap situation to see if they even have the ability to take on his contract for that little. Um, they're at $155 million in active roster cap, so they're already above the salary cap. So unless they have an exception that I am looking for here. You, you bring up exception, though. That's interesting because the Suns do have their $5 million exception. So could they are they allowed to mm. trade that with Cam, with Cam? They have they, well, so they do have their eighteen million dollar trade exception from the Kevin Durant trade, if this is correct on Spot Track. So, so they, they could, could absorb some of it. Lonnie Walker just signed with them, right? So he was not eligible to be traded. Correct. Not yet, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love Because he's the only one salary cap wise that's even in the ballpark. So yeah, I, I would say it would have to be a three team trade. I look, I, I just don't expect some kind of big return on this and are you really going to get a point guard trading a point i just i don't the the stuff isn't connecting here for me i think they really like jordan goodwin mm -hmm. is what i'm imagining here and they see him as fitting more in that backup role as a defensive minded guy and that they are very committed to book and beal being the main ball handlers on this team That's yeah all, it's all good until one of them is out Right. Yeah, then you don't have a backup plan. Goodwin, Jordan Goodwin's backup. not a good backup plan. I, he's well, just not. I don't think. Let's be honest. I don't think campaigns the greatest backup but he's, plan. But there he's either. a better. He's a better point guard than you know oh, in terms of setting up the offense and, and getting into that flow than Jordan Good. Jordan Goodwin defensively, yeah, no doubt. But I watched him in summer league, and I, I'm telling you, like, there's. Have you uh, watched not, campaign? There's a reason they moved him off the ball he, but he's, a lot. But he's not He's not your traditional point guard that's going to be setting up an offense. And let's be honest, they don't have a guy on the entire roster that's that traditional I, guy. So uh, I, I disagree with that to a certain degree because campaign did a suitable job of, of, of running that offense when he was in the lineup. And when he's clicking, that's the problem is when he's not hitting his shots – then, you know, him being a facilitator only is not good enough. That's the problem. Now, that doesn't mean he was inadequate as a facilitator. It's just he's not providing much of anything else. And so that's where I'm like, with Jordan Goodwin, I don't even know if you could even say that facilitating would be his thing anyway. Like, he's just – he's a good defensive player. 
he can get a couple shots here and there. We saw him in summer league, but I didn't look at him one time during summer league in these games and be like, yeah, he could run the backup point. Not even a little bit. Well, he he he's a good passer. He's he's a pretty good passer. Um, wrote about this last week for anybody that's interested in learning more about his game. So he he can play make. Um, we only got to see him for like half of a summer league game. game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is riskier to trust your backup point guard role to a third year player. Um, again, we don't know if they're just trying to trade campaign um, to get rid of him or if they would be targeting a player in return for him. Um, we, we just don't know at this point, but it still would be a little bit riskier, even with campaigns faults, um, just because you need as many ball handlers as you can have. You need a guy that can play on or off the ball. Um, and, and we just, Jordan Goodwin is virtually unproven to this point. We know that he's pretty good, that he's a younger guy, um, that he can run some offense. This to me would tell me, okay, a Kogi probably has to start now, right? Like if they traded campaign for nothing and trusted the backup point guard spot to Jordan Goodwin, I don't know that you're bringing both Goodwin and a Kogi as non-shooters but, off the bench. But I, I think we're, I think we might be overlooking something. Hmm. You're going to stagger guys in that big four. So could the plan be to always have Booker Beal on the court being your primary ball <laughs> ball guy and that whoever this person is is a third string in the minds of Vogel and Kevin Young because that's what all we've heard is these two guys are interchangeable. They're going to be the, the main but drivers. You, but you're, you, that goes off of the assumption that they're always going to be healthy all year long. And even in the playoffs, cool. and that's just not the case. Like Booker, Booker's had injuries. Uh, damn sure, Beal has have had injuries, and so has KD. So, like you know, they're going to have spells of a couple games here and there where they're not going to be in the lineup, and so then everything kind of gets shifted up. And I, that's where that's where that you fall into uh, faulty thinking to a certain degree, thinking that we're always going to have two of these guys on the court all the time. Like but that's, that's the not going to be the case. That's the plan, and you always <clears> have a third and a four string guy that you break glass in case of in case of emergency so whoever it is that third guy moves up and into that second guy's slot and Saban Lee is your third yeah point guard like I don't think this is the I don't think their whole point guard situation we've talked about this is the way to go but I I think they are committed to Booker and Beal being those guys no my my issue is not with the playmaking thing like you're gonna have playmate we're we're not looking at it in terms of a set here's your point guard here's your shooting guard because to be honest Booker and Bradley Beal and campaign if he's in there with them are going to function on or off the ball my question is if you are like if you're trading campaign, how are you going? Like Josh Kogi kind of has to start now because you can't bring those two in together off the bench because That's the fair. lack of floor spacing and shooting there is going to come back to haunt you. And defensively, they do a lot of the same thing. So are you going to start a Kogi and bring Goodwin off the bench? Even with your stagger, you've got to find out. You've got to keep those guys probably off the court. At the same time, I, I said that they don't need a they don't need a true point guard to run the offense with the starters at all. Mm. But they they do need at least one true point guard on the roster, in my opinion. Like, right. especially to spell one of those two guys when they come in, because y- you need something off the bench and you need somebody to, to to help facilitate if one of those guys is injured and needs to sit out a couple games or a couple weeks or a couple months. Like, you just never know. So, I, I do see that as mm. as as the plan needed, not. Not just trading campaign for whatever else you would probably get. And, and someone in the chat said that campaign <clears throat> only scores like six or seven points off the bat. He averaged ten the last two years. It just wasn't a super efficient ten. Um, so I don't know. Is Goodwin capable of giving you that maybe a little more efficiently? I don't know. He's not the shooter that campaign is. We know that he's a much better defender um, and maybe even more of a passer floor general type, but. I don't know. You you could use someone like Campaign who's probably going to be familiar with Kevin Young's offense. So I would be surprised if they just dumped him to clear more minutes for Jordan Goodwin, but we'll see. I know well, we're getting to this at the end of the show with DA, mm-hmm. but we all know what today is. July oh, yeah, 14th. It, we'll get into well, Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's not a larger I I highly <clears throat> doubt that it's DA and Payne in some kind of move here, but let's take a look. We had a super chat 
on the subject before we move on. Leo says, if Payne is traded, there's only two players left from the 2021 NBA Finals team, Book and Aiden. That's wild. Yeah. And it really is what you think about it because that's we're two seasons removed from that and you would have a completely rebuilt roster at that point. Yeah. So crazy there. We are going to get into, you brought up DA. Let's just get into it. Frank Vogel was on Sirius XM uh, the other day, I believe it was yesterday, uh, and shared his thoughts on uh, on DeAndre Aiden. Um, you know, I'm off to a great start with him from a relationship standpoint in terms of um, understanding that, you know, if we want him to defend and rebound at an all-star level, you know, then we're going to have to involve him a little bit more in the offense, you know, and that's just basketball one-on-one from, you know, you learn that as a, as a youngster, you know, you got to yeah. give those big guys the ball sometimes. And when they when they get it, then they'll run through a wall for you on the on the other end. So uh, I feel like we're off to a to a great start with that. And he's going to be a big part of what we do. A correction: that was Monday. They posted it yesterday. Mm. So this is like it's kind of funny that this is like getting so much attention yesterday because this is like verbatim nearly what he told me two weeks ago when we had our one on one. The exact quote: We've had some good talks, and we're off to a strong start in terms of hoping to create a role that he feels better about because if he feels better about his offensive role and involvement, I've learned throughout the years of coaching bigs that if they're feeling good about their involvement on the offensive end, they'll run through a wall on the defensive end. And if we want DeAndre to dominate defensively, which we do involving him more and making sure he feels comfortable on the offensive side of the ball is a big way to get the most out of him defensively. So Vogel has been very consistent on this for a while now. Um, I still don't know what that looks like because unless Monty was like severely holding back Kevin Young's brilliance as this offensive uh, coordinator, I don't know what his role looks like if he still can't dribble, if he still shies away from contact around the basket and doesn't get to the free throw line. Like it's the offense is still going to be very pick and roll heavy and running a bunch of post-ups for him when you have Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal on the court would be malpractice. Like they need to put him to use in the pick and roll and they need to hope that he's at least developed one or two dribbles when he catches the ball in the short roll to attack and be more aggressive because to this point, he doesn't have the skill set to deliver on the offensive side of the floor that, you know, he's hinting at here. Yeah, but I, he has shown he has shown the ability to from time to time. It's not like he's completely inept at anything. You know, we've seen him take the ball to the basket. We've They're seen him flashes. Do this. I get I get their flashes, but again, like when you don't get when you don't get the ball in those moments in consistent manners, then then that's what he and I don't even think Frank Vogel's sitting here saying, okay, well if you know we got four guys, so twenty five percent of the plays go to him and twenty I don't think he's saying that at all. I'm just I saying like not. every now and then you gotta throw a fucking bone his way. That's all I'm saying that's all he's but saying. They did and all he had was a jab step and a mid range jumper. I, I'm like, telling you, I, I'm just I from my perception, I just never felt like that was ever a point of emphasis. Nothing was purposeful for DeAndre Aiden. And I think Vogel's going to make even if it was, I think D, uh, Vogel is going to to package it as as a point of emphasis. For DeAndre Ayton, just in his mentality to, to understand, like, you got to be ready when your name is called here in these situations because we are going to call your name. It's not something that's just kind of random. And I don't care what anybody says, just based off of watching how Monty coached, how he substitute, how he changed his lines from day to day, everything seemed random with DeAndre Ayton. So I think there's going to be some consistency that Vogel will will try to incorporate in order to get him into more of a, a game flow and more really reliable as they move forward. But, that's that's but, all I think. But none of the numbers back that up. They ran more pick and roll plays for him last year than they did the year before. They ran more post-ups for him last year than they did the year before. He got more paint touches last year than the year before. Like all of the numbers back up that they were trying to get him more involved, especially during that one month stretch when Book was out. And that may have skewed the numbers a little bit. But like I, I don't, I don't understand the perception that running pick and roll plays for DeAndre Ayton is not trying to get him involved because that's what he's best at. Like, and, and until he develops a handle of some sort, I don't know how that changes. Look, I'm putting the chaps on. I'm going to squarely sit on the fence because I see where <laughs> both of you guys are coming from. I, Gerald, I wonder if. You know, there were a lot of injuries last year. There were weird times mm -hmm. with that offense, and you said maybe some of that skewed it. Maybe that's part of it. And then I, I definitely think 
there's ways to use DeAndre Ayton in this offense without directly like people are like what are they just going to post him up and, and questions like that and I think it's no how do you work him into what are the strengths of this offense <clears throat> and using him uh, to attack the weakness of a defense and, and maybe it's some of his mid range jumpers maybe it is that pick and roll and being more smart about how you get him involved and setting him up for success rather than just trying to trying to do what fits within your offense that we want him pick and roll. We want him that like, I feel like Monty had one vision for, for what Deandre Ayton should be. And I wonder if Frank Vogel and Kevin Young will get a little bit more creative on the way to use him to, uh, to take advantage of these problems that the rest of these guys are going to cause with the defense, because there will be, open opportunities for guys just simply because you're on the floor with Beal, uh, Book, and KD. And how do you leverage that best to, to put DeAndre Ayton in the position to succeed? I mean, again, like, and I, I hear the stats again, and I'm not trying to dismiss the stats, but when I, when I, look, at, when I look at stats, I always feel like there, it's not only just about the numbers. It's also about, you know, like, for instance, you, you pointed out the, the, when Book was out. Um, he had a couple really, really good games during that stretch where he scored like twenty five plus points. Um, and and I, I, I mean the rest. <laughs> I, I, I get you, I get you. But there were there were moments there where you could see like and and again, okay, we can sit there and talk about his handle. Like it, compared to Giannis and Joel Embiid, yeah, his handle's always going to be trash. It's not good. But compared to like somebody like a Hakeem Olajuwon who just bounced the ball basically down low in the post, and you could use the ball in different ways. Like that's what you're hoping that you can get more out of DeAndre Ayton. The handle doesn't necessarily need to be like I can cross somebody over and take it to the cup. It could also be just a pump fake every now and then, and using a, a versatility in your post moves as well. And that's something that DeAndre Ayton just has not done a very good job of over the last. It's basically for Da, it's dribble, dribble, like hook shot or a jumper at the elbow or the pick and roll dunk or whatever. That's about it. That's all that's in his repertoire. Oh. And the fadeaway on the baseline, which I hope he eliminates <laughs> yeah. from his whole repertoire, right? Because he's not that consistent from that shot yet. But, again, the confidence that a coach can instill in you uh, into in a new scheme, a new opportunity, uh, and a new framing on how we're going to use you as opposed to you're just going to be a pick-and-roll dude whether you like it or not. I, sometimes players don't respond well to just being pigeonholed into one specific category. And when they when they tell you, and I wonder if this has happened, I don't know if it has, when they tell you, coach, I really like to do this, and and you don't respond, or maybe you don't give them the opportunity, I wonder if any of those conversations have ever happened. And so, again, new opportunity. Hopefully Vogel can get the best out of him. I don't know if he will, but I hope. But You're, Vogel's been a three, uh, a big man whisperer. So that's, I think that's the hope is that he can connect and right. be smart in the way he uses D. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that you know all hope is lost. They need to trade him. He's a bum or what, anything like that. Like this is just looking strictly at his skill set right now. Like you said, he doesn't need to, you know, be doing and one mixtape moves out there. He just needs to catch the ball in the short roll, put it down once to close the the gap, and like aggressively attack the basket. A lot of times, it's an immediate pull-up floater or jumper when he catches it there. Um, and those are kind of the frustrating plays that we've seen from time to time out of him. So the hope is re you're right, like that he can repackage a very similar role and sell it to DA in this way to get him to be more of the defensive menace that we saw prior to last season um, because the Suns need him to be that. And when he is that, like we saw during 2021, this team is really dangerous and they're going to be dangerous because they have a lot of great offensive threats around him. So you hope that he's able to reach him in that way and that DA is able to take that and be more aggressive offensively because one of the best dunks of his career in the playoffs two years ago when he dunked over Michael Porter Jr. was that exact scenario where he catches the ball in the short roll, dribbled to the basket, and dunked on somebody. Yeah. And I think that's part of what made it so incredible. Um, and we need to see more of that more consistently. That is the great flaw in DeAndre Aiden. And, and I, I can't emphasize this enough. I truly believe that if D.A. plays at the, the peak of his level, right, um, the Suns go from uh, a championship contender to possibly the, one of the greatest teams to ever be assembled 
in a, in a given second, right? Yeah. That's how good I think DeAndre Aiden could let, raise his level of play for this franchise. If he plays like he did against the Denver Nuggets last year, then this team is is maybe a Western Conference contender. Maybe not. Maybe they get to the finals. Maybe they don't. There's too many questions and variables when DeAndre Aiden is not playing at the peak of his uh, at his of his performance. That's why he is such a conundrum for the Suns. They know what could be. And that's the hardest thing to try and judge is you hope, you hope, you hope. And at some point, and it will happen, at some point, that hope isn't going to mean shit and they are going to move on if he's not able to raise his level of play. But in the meantime, you have him in the fold. You you have a new, uh, you know, a, a new regime in here. You're hoping that this, and this is, to me, this is his last chance. Like if he doesn't perform this year, that's a wrap. That's a wrap on DA. He will be gone. I, and they'll probably take a hit because of it because they just want to get rid of him at some point. Look, if they can get him to be more aggressive, get to the free throw line more, get some easy points at the line, I, I think that gets him more engaged too. I think that's an area that could be a way that it, that could help him be more uh, on the defensive end real, as well. And real quick, Charles Brown said, you can't teach dog. You either have it or you don't. I Okay, true. You either have it or you don't. But I've seen him. I've seen him have it. And, and it might, we might not have seen it at a consistent level in the NBA, but I have seen him have that dog in him for a, a long stretch of period, and it went away somehow. And it just – I don't know if it's the money. I don't know if it's the number one draft pick status. I don't know if it was the new contract. I don't know. But at U of A, he was a dog. I don't care if he was playing against inferior competition. There were some dude he played against Robert Williams and beat his ass against Texas A&M here at the, the Footprint Center. Like, I've seen him have that dog in him multiple times against some really quality competition all because it's gone here against the sun or with the suns doesn't mean that he can't find it again so i would challenge you on that just saying uh make sure if you're watching hit that like button it helps us today. make sure to subscribe <laughs> yeah, as well to the up <laughs> the fucking YouTube diamond sports group. <laughs> no, it was the WNBA diamond sports group now da anything else you need to get off your chest or can i continue with the ad reads it's been a long week all right, then. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and also make sure to get those notifications when we go live. You know something that Saul cannot be upset about? What's because that? he loves this company. Pins and Aces. Okay, okay. Pins and Aces, the premier golf apparel. Premier golf apparel company out there. They've got a great deal for you right now. When you use that code PHNX, you're going to save... 15% off your first order. Uh, you can get all sorts of great gear. Polos. I've loved my polo. I've got my pins and aces quarter zip at home that I love as well. Their hats are fantastic. It is a family-owned golf and apparel business that they put everything they have into their products. So check out pins and aces and use that code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. And so I think that what you need to do when you get home, kick those shoes off, uh, show your wife them beautiful feet, and have some OGs. All right? <laughs> no? You bring up your feet constantly. I bring it up once. And I, I bring up yeah. my feet. I dictate what happens well, to my feet, Espo, not you. Me. Well, okay. Well, what kind of OGs would you partake in this evening? Oh, I would do the happy balance in a second right now if I had some some two-one-to-one THC to CBD ratio. <laughs> oh, bring it on right now. Strawberries and cream, and it tastes delicious. I got to go get a new bag because we ran out last night. So, yeah, definitely the strawberries and cream happy balance gummy because it is elite. I think I'd hit the Aqua Berry Sleep Edition because after our time in Vegas, I could use as much sleep as possible and have been so amped up I could use a little help to get to sleep. All of them are fantastic, though. And the new Pink Lemonade is out there in the marketplace, so check that out. Uh, OG's is flavoring life, and it's so easy uh, to get their wide range of flavors uh, and the functions that they all do. No matter what you need, OG's has got you covered. Uh, check out OG's online at OG's Brands and on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensaries. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, two guys that, that have been having... Oh, did I miss Jay, something? Jay in the chat said, not the grippers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Eli wants to know better feet, Saul or Aspo. Maybe... 
maybe we have our missuses, uh, missuses, our, our lady for, uh, ladies uh, decide. Maybe that, we uh, never pursue this line of yeah, thought. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I, would, I do want to say to defend myself what? is uh, at the pool at Circa, uh, oh, our, our big producer, <laughs> our head honcho producer, extraordinaire Ali Monroy said, Saul, I think your feet are very lovely. Mm -hmm. And right in Emma's face. I love it. Nice I appreciate to everybody, that. Can we <laughs> can we stop talking about Saul's feet and talk yes. about a bromance that yes. uh, that is building up within the Phoenix Suns locker room? What's that? It is Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Oh yeah, and they took to Instagram Live uh, yesterday and had some fun. Give up the location. Uh, I'm gonna take the location, man. You know what I mean? You already know it, man. It's already on your phone. You know where I'm at, man. Hey, can we go to Europe together later this month? We got we to gotta coordinate that, brother. Right. We have to coordinate that, brother. We have to. Boy, you straight? Boy, what you want? How that shit out there, bro? That shit fine? Man, that shit nice, boy. It's just peace. Man, hey, hey, I love you, boy. I just had to check in. Man, I love you, boy. I just had to tap in real quick. I had to tap in real quick. I appreciate that as well. Hey. I'm gonna hit you offline, but we still online. You know that. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, I love you, boy. Yes, sir. Hi, uh, my boy. All right. I I love this. <laughs> I, these are two yeah. guys that genuinely like each other. Yeah. Like <laughs> books just on Instagram Live, and all of a sudden, Katie jumps on. Like. That's that's the quality content I like to see in my offseason. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. I mean, like, that's what – Yeah, I, listen, the only thing that can make this any better is this all of a sudden Bradley Beal was like, hey, what about me, fellas? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, the DA, <laughs> just and everybody else just jumped in. It was like, oh, it's a big old chat. Like, that'd be dope. But They, they reject campaigns' yeah. uh, desire to join. They're like, nope, you got You know what's so cool is, is, like, we don't get to see these kind of things behind the scenes. We don't get to see how they talk to each other and uh, the things that they really vibe with. To me, Book and KD are very much like they're all about basketball. They like to do their own thing, um, and they like to do unusual things. Like they do like to, you know, like they wouldn't just go to Europe, right? They'd go to Europe, and they'd probably try to like – well, they wouldn't cliff dive, but like, you know, because that's against the NBA rules. I don't know if you guys knew that. In contracts, you can't do certain <laughs> shit. Uh, but they would do like unusual like trips or, or things within that. And so it's just awesome. Like they're they're just unusual spirits that have linked here in Phoenix, and you love to see that. Yeah, kindred spirits. It's awesome to see that mm -hmm. from your two superstars. Just like, hey, man, we go to Europe. Yeah, we got to coordinate that. Like, <laughs> well, especially these are two guys that come off as like they're serious, they're locked in. That you know, people are like, oh, these guys are killers on the court, and then you see that, and you're like. Oh, they're just regular dudes. Yeah. When it's not when it's not time, books playing, uh, playing pool. Katie's just wherever mm -hmm. he is, wanting to hop on there. I personally just love when you get those little glimpses of guys. Uh, book not just in the news for that though, has a new pair of shoes that we've talked mm -hmm. about coming out from Nike, the Book Ones, uh, and then we've also got DeAndre Ayton with his new Puma shoe here. For me, the the books look like fashion shoes. They don't look like something I'm wearing on the court. They look like something I'm wearing if I'm if I'm going low-key, nice casual somewhere. Have, have we confirmed that these are actually them, though? Because I heard it was debunked. There was a afterward. report that these were, uh, you know, were leaked, but I have not heard anything official that they'd been debunked. But to me, they don't look like basketball shoes. They don't look good, period. <laughs> like, they're an awful, awful shoe. And I highly doubt that Devin Booker would co-sign on something like that. That just looks like somebody, hey, we need a shoe in like the next 20 minutes. Oh, I got you. And then they just made it. And that was it. You know, I didn't like it. DA shoe is pretty sleek. I like that a lot, you know, and it represents the Bahamas, obviously. But um, obviously, you're going to be able to get those in different colors as well. I like those shoes. And from what I've heard, a lot of people talk about um, the Puma shoe is very, very comfortable to, to yeah. play in. Originally, they were not. No, built terrible. though because and they weren't ready. Da was the first guy to sign. They weren't ready mm -hmm. for the season. They had all sorts of ankle problems with them and everything, but they have become a much better shoe. I do like I do like the uh, the eight and ones better. How about you, Gerald? Well, yeah. I mean the these debunked shoes are pretty plain. I don't hate them as much as a lot of people do, but you're right. Like if this is going to be books. First shoe that would be pretty underwhelming because I think we're expecting something 
a little more stylish, a little more specific to book in his fashion sense. Um, and being out here in the desert, you know, maybe a little more purple in there. Um, so yeah, obviously DA shoe is a little, is nicer and I, and I like that they were able to incorporate so much of the Bahamas and, and that sense of who he is. So that's pretty cool. I'm getting frustrated with leaked culture. Right, yeah. where people are just leaking things, and it's like <laughs> half the time it's not it, it's not done. It's some kind of prototype. There's a million versions of things that happen before the official, and then everybody gets up in in arms, uh, and and it's nuts to me. Right, everybody's yeah. just like, I can't believe these are the jerseys, and then you find out, no, that was iteration one that the team said to hell with this, we don't like this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I know it's fun to talk and speculate, especially in the off season, but God, I, I am so sick of people le leaking half-baked crap and then everybody reacting to it. So, uh, so anxiously. So, yeah. uh, you know what I don't mind though, product wise is FOCO. They got some of the best, <laughs> I'm trying my best to be. You want me to ask a question? Hey guys, if a product was going to leak about your Phoenix Suns, who would you want it from? I don't know. Foco, Foco is who oh, you'd okay. want, it from, right? want it from. That that's a Lindsay transition <laughs> to an ad there. Gotcha. Foco's got the best bobbleheads. They got the signage. They've got everything. A lot of the things you see on our set here and in our other set are from Foco, uh, and I, I love it. Best officially licensed gear for all sports, all fandom. Uh, they got great baseball stuff right now. If you're all in on the D-backs run right now, which you should be, you should be watching PHNX D-backs, and you should be going to Foco for their polos, their bags. Uh, they even have Aloha shirts, which I wish I had known that. Before we went to Vegas, I would have worn a Foco D-backs Aloha shirt oh uh, because why God. not? Uh, Thank why, God we didn't let why that hell not? <laughs> uh, so make sure uh, Foco always has our back as Arizona sports fans, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting Foco.com and using code PHNX for all non-presale items, and you're going to get 10% off when you use I, that code. I do want to say something. I'm going to say something positive. Okay. okay. You ready for this us? I don't think you're ready for this us, bro. I actually thought in Vegas you had some of your best attire you've ever put together. That is my man. The last one was 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 uh, was ugly, but it was on purpose. Dressing, yeah, oh, yeah, Allen, yeah. That but... was I knew that was a costume basically, well, but like everything else, I was like, look at this guy. He actually put the time to put himself together. It's kind of nice to see. I will get back to that. I promise. <laughs> now that I, I, Vegas is almost detoxed out of my body, I will. Uh, I will attempt to Monday come back correct with layouts. He just hits you with the "Why can't you try that hard every day?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this from the bro that wore the seven-inch seam shorts yesterday on the program. So. Uh, they are sponsored. Uh, oh, watch your fine. damn mouth. <laughs> that's fine. I just. I didn't need a Manscaped ad to break out. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, <laughs> Emma, uh, uh, we'll transition from that surprise to a producer surprise. What do you got for us today? All right. So we were just in Vegas, and I wanted to give you guys each awards. Mm -hmm. They're goofy, though, so they're not like, okay. you know. Um, so I'm going to give you guys awards, but you guys also have to give each other awards. <laughs> I feel like and I'm then... about to be disrespected again. <laughs> Do perpetually you want, okay well I feel like would you Emma rather uses our show as as a as a as a vice to be able to just disrespect me <laughs> damn uh, because she could get away with it what's, if it's what's a about bit? to happen if let me see bit? if i'm wrong would you like to <laughs> <laughs> like i don't her know face. her would you like oh, to man. guess your awards or would you like me to give them now Go ahead, just hold on let me let's get sure saul's is the best shirtless pool time spent uh, award no no <laughs> What do we got? Saul got best shoe game. Oh, okay. Very nice. So she Saul showed nice you some thing. respect. That was a nice thing. Thanks. Wow. Saul demonstrated a great amount of drip on his feet. He also covered the dogs when asked to put them away. There it is. There's the little jab. Is Gerald something about staying out till 4 a.m. and still crushing it on an 11 a.m. show? Very close. Gerald got best drink control. <laughs> so Gerald demonstrated a great amount of acting sober while inhaling an insane amount of drinks. <laughs> When asked, he said, thank you, ASU. <laughs> that is, that is that a is perfect award. Yeah. Uh, I have no clue where she's going to go with me, but I'm sure it's insulting. So let's see what mine was, Emma. be the most active dancer. Best weird there shit. We <laughs> <laughs> SO demonstrated a great amount of dad at the pool outfits mixed with some weird shit. When, when told he had flamingos on his shirt, he responded with, so what? 
<laughs> Damn straight. Oh, I also great. did Pretty Lindsay straight. and Shane. Oh, okay. let's go with this. What do we got for Lindsay? We gotta see those. So Lindsay's, I did best sunglasses. Lindsay demonstrated a great amount of Shady Ray use through the whole trip. Mm-hmm. Our friends at Shady Rays thank her for this. <laughs> yeah. And Shane? Shane, I gave... <laughs> Best help me. <laughs> Shane demonstrated a great amount of help yells during the trip. We all very much needed help. His, yeah. his recurring gag throughout the entire trip yeah, was to entire. yell in crowded places, help, 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 me. help. Yeah, we were doing that on the way home, too. Yeah. And he was like, Shane and Gerald, oh, my God. We drove, him, I swear. <laughs> we, could, we went five straight miles. Like, I, gar- I shit you not. And he was like, Gerald. Gerald, Gerald, <laughs> Gerald, 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 and Gerald just refused to respond. And I'm like, if one of you two dudes don't fucking respond, I'm gonna lose my shit. And I'm I driving. Will, I will drive this car off a cliff. Because oh I knew what he was gonna ask me. He was gonna go help as yeah, soon as I responded. <laughs> Uh, I got an award for Saul. It's the most eclectic music award because his playlist on the way to Vegas was spectacular. You had no clue where it was going, why it was going there, but it was a banger every time. I appreciate that. I'm so jealous. It is all over the place. What did you listen to on the way to Vegas, Emma? Fucking country country music for the entire five hours. Lindsay was asleep in the back seat. Um, she might have sedated herself to get through the <laughs> bro, bro. And then, Ouch. yeah, Michaela only played country music, so I was just like, oh, no. I'm not the biggest fan of country. But on the way home, she did compromise with me, mm-hmm. and she did play some of my music. So I got I got some J. Cole in there. Okay. Got some Mac Miller in there. That's cool. good. Was able to slide in some Drake as well. Mm-hmm. That's good. It was nice. I'm going to give Emma Best Hair Award. We never world. see Emma's hair. It's That's always always true. in a hat. That's I did not recognize her the yeah. first time she walked up. She Best hair the, goes down. She brought the A game. She knew she might be meeting J. Cole at some point. <laughs> it's true. Did. And, she did. and I did, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I got a great reaction shot yeah. of her seeing J. Cole. Yeah. Dude, that was pretty awesome. my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give a duo award. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to give it to Shane and Gerald because uh, uh, I'm going to give them the All About It award. Because yeah. when it comes to Vegas, they were all about it. They they worked for like 12 to 14 hours a day, and then they basically stayed awake the other eight, and they slept for like two. Like, they were all about it. Um, so I, that, that was pretty dope to see. And then for Emma, Emma, I mean, listen, like Emma did almost everything that we were trying to do on the producer side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Emma just goes hard. Like, mm-hmm. Emma does go hard. She like does. she, She's no joke out there on the streets, man. She 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 puts it in. Sure. Yeah, thank, yeah. thank you, uh, ASU. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to give Saul the Iron Man Award just because on top of all the going out and active stuff we were doing, working hard, playing hard, he also had to drive over and back. And like <laughs> I said, the worst part of any Vegas trip is the drive back the oh, next man. day because your whole life is just in fucking disarray. You feel oh, tired. Shit. You that just want to be home. It was almost really in disarray when I fell asleep for a second <laughs> yeah, on the road. We don't have on to a mention that highway. in your award acceptance speech. <laughs> Like, Iron Man I just like to thank God for looking out for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Espo, I got I got to give the most creative dressed award because he brought he brought his A game with the Allen outfit with the uh, shrimp shirt. He and the fedora. He was he was on top of it this trip. I, I left one in the in the chamber too that I can wear on Monday. So. Okay, there you go. So I'll, I'll bring that on Monday. And then uh, Emma just gets the homie award because it felt mm-hmm. like all weekend Emma and I were hanging out and having a good time. So. I, I will give Lindsay the I tried award. <laughs> I tried. She, listen, she was pretty listen, much she dead. Got, listen, like, as soon as Saturday rolled around, she was not feeling very good. Terrible timing. But she still managed to try to muster up the energy to cam- come out and hang with us for a couple hours, uh, you know, in certain spots. And I do appreciate that very much. And mm-hmm. it wasn't easy. And if, and if you heard Lindsay today or yesterday or the day before, you would know she is not feeling very well, so we hope she gets better. We mm-hmm. we we want her back, but yeah, that that was that's that was a rough go, and she still she was like, "I'm gonna fucking just do it. Let's go." And so, I'm giving I'm giving Gerald the uh, Kendall Roy award oh, because Jesus. we wound up got we got we got pulled into a club off of uh, Friedmont Street, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, oh, "Free drinks for you, free drinks." So we're like, "All right, we'll mm-hmm. go in there." Uh, it's a lamest club i think i've ever been in uh at the golden nugget i believe was on the Fremont. son of the houston rockets owner it was his club and the best thing he wearing a bright oh, red Houston i remember Rockets that guy mm-hmm. 
Gerald walks up to me and, and gets real close and he goes, I'm getting real Kendall Roy vibes off this guy. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then I, then I overheard him talk and I go, oh, all right. So you get the Kendall Roy award. Okay, uh, like Eli, that. that is absolutely false. Lindsay does not win the best barbecue oh spot award because that was the worst barbecue I've ever had in my <laughs> life. It was god awful. And it was in such a shady place. It was like, terrible. We're in Vegas and we find the darkest, uh, most depressing corner. It does well, say like, on the window, best bar- rated best barbecue in Vegas, which just means Vegas has shit barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, that's Man, like me that's wearing tough. a shirt that says "Best Lover Award." Like, <laughs> I, like I, I don't put like anything on a building. Out of all the directions, doesn't make it true. Doesn't make it true. All it takes is one person to think it's true. Yeah, well, I haven't found that one person. <laughs> Aren't you married? Yeah. Oh my and god. Gee, I've been three star Jesus. reviews. All right. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god. Damn. Three star review with have had better. All right. So we had that oh Damien Lee interview, right? We have that. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. Damn, I don't know if I, I don't know how to take that. I don't know if that's just self-deprecation or if I should be mad at Tracy. <laughs> no. Damn. It's self-deprecation and the truth. Uh, oh. <laughs> my point being, Jesus. you can slap anything on a building that says you're the best at something and it does not don't, make it true. Don't you, you say that slap point. anything on after you talked about fucking your your love rating? Right. You could have made that point in so many different ways, <laughs> but Jesus. not as fun. <laughs> I asked it. All right, and that's that's what we're here for. Wow. Do we want to listen? Do we want to save the Damian Lee interview? We were I mean, running we're posting long. it tomorrow. Let's. Uh, all right. You know what? We need a palate cleanser after whatever the hell I just said because I don't remember. Let's hear what Damian Lee has to say. About being back with the Phoenix Suns. All right, Damien, congrats on your new deal, man. How does it feel to be back in the Valley for another few years? Feels good, man. I mean, just you know, just having the opportunity to come back, you know, compete at a high level. But you know, just for me, just another couple years in the league, man. That's that's the end goal: is to play as long as you can and uh, compete at the high level for a very long time. I know you've talked about being a role player and being able to fit in with a number of guys. Just how exciting is it to have a guy like Bradley being added to what you guys already have? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, uh, you know, we both actually came into college the same year. It was like 2012, so uh, I mean 2011. so, you know, just excited to see someone like that that I've been a fan of for a long time. See his game, knowing how he is, knowing how he competes at a high level and how, how great he is um, on the court. So, you know, just another guy that I feel like I can try to go out there and just help compliment. When you look at the moves that you guys have made this summer, the guys that you've added, it seems like you've really built out the depth with some length, some defense, some shooting. Just what are your thoughts heading into next season on, on the roster you guys have around everybody? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, hoping that it all continues to gel together. Um, you know, obviously, the good thing is that we have, you know, good coaching staff, good front office that, you know, put a product together. And, you know, it's for us, the players, just going out there and doing what we do on the court. But, you know, for the coaches, just feel, just figuring out where everyone's strengths are. Um, yeah, I mean, just going out there, one through 82. And then, obviously, there's many more games after that. So, just trying to see wherever it goes. But have fun, stay healthy, and, uh, you know, just go from there. Last one, what do you think about uh, Tumani and Jordan? out there so far. Yeah, I mean, it looked good. Um, you know, obviously, not, I, I wasn't too familiar with them. Not trying to use, like, the Shaq line, but, um, you know, just coming out there and just trying to see where where they help out and obviously see where I can help them out as well. So, you know, just trying to do my part, but just here to support the guys. I mean, you see the rest of the coaching staff. J.O.'s here, Ish here, Brad here, you know, just guys coming out and supporting like, like we should and like guys have done before us. Special shout out to Damien for taking the time because he's always the guy that gives me grief when we ask for it to talk to him. But he he's always super nice to us and um, glad to have him back in the valley for another year or two. Yeah, we know unlike me, he can close because he had that game winner you, you could, last all, year, and I really transition. hope. Hey, he just, hey, he I'm, so I'm, we had thirsty for I'm it. cooking here. All right, leave <laughs> he me alone. So thirsty for uh, it. Let me, uh, but let me just say, I, I'm actually glad he's back, and I hope. He gets a more consistent role because he played a lot early on. Mm-hmm. He shot the three really well, and then he kind of fell out for a time. Then he tried; they tried to bring him back. 
shooters need consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Rhythm is such an important thing. And I think if Damian Lee can get the right rhythm, he can be a contributor in an offense that's going to find themselves with a lot of wide open threes. So what you're saying is at some point, the rhythm is going to get him. It, it better. And it did gotcha. last year in the wrong there way. Exactly. So. Yeah, like, again, I, I agree. Like, inconsistency was more than just the players. It was more, it, it was, you know, just the way they were getting used. And I understand you got to make adjustments from game to game. Mm-hmm. I get that. But I just feel like the, hopefully Frank Vogel is, is a little less inconsistent on how he wants to use players so they can find that good flow, that good rhythm. And yeah, obviously when you get to the playoffs, things shrink a little bit in terms of, you know, your rotations and you want to shore up maybe seven, eight, nine deep. But this team feels like they could go 10 deep rather easily. And if these guys know what they're going to have uh, and when they're going to play, I just feel like that that's just that means a lot more to them. Like I, I always think of I don't think of anybody else but Jock uh, when I when I think about inconsistent minutes. And I just felt like Jock should have played a lot more than he did last year. Um, and it was always based off of the matchups. Oh, well, we like busy better in this game. And we like this. OK, cool. But jock was actually the one that was producing quite a bit and how are you going to know how jock is going to perform against some of these elite players if you never really use them against some of those elite players so um damien was also a victim of that landry shamit to a certain degree was but i mean money loved a lot of that too. was injuries too yeah, yeah. and so uh, i would like to see a little bit more consistent minutes for everybody and damien lee is definitely one of them because when he's on he's as good as anybody in the league and he proved it last year should have been in the three-point shootout imagine running beal book kd eric gordon damien lee like you could have, you could have uh, a, a real small spread, lineup, but a <laughs> spread out offense where you're you're jacking threes. You've got guys like there's all sorts of different combinations. We can get into our depth charts and what we think about that in in the next few weeks. But there's so many combinations with this offense that I think should open up a lot of looks for guys like Damian Lee. I'm glad he's back with the team. Uh, that wraps up what may be the longest week and a half of phhnx sun shows Holy shit. i think oh, we've yeah. ever had we just what is that that was seven, from seven saturday in seven in a row seven saturday to friday so, you know, seven straight days of i got of one us. off in there but yeah. you know the, the chicken got me but other than that yeah. yeah i mean you guys are troopers for making it through that and oh yeah we went through. seven yeah days you went seven i went six of seven yeah. <laughs> Lindsay only got five of seven so yeah. no, no she got four, four of seven, of seven. Yeah. so but uh, we've wrapped up what was the toughest gauntlet we've been through so far. So big thanks to Gerald Bourget. You can follow him at Gerald Bourget. Big thanks to Saul Bookman at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. And you can follow me at Espo. I have a bad feeling what's about to come out of your <laughs> let mouth. Me just, let me just say... <laughs> Don't feel too sorry for my wife. Oh, hold on. Retro, tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G.